0: welcome to tree talking time where we talk all things tree dogs from the smallest fights to the largest hounds drink squirrels to bears and everything in between and from time to time we might even run a little fast game so we're here today with rayhan and charlie and you guys work for a pretty cool company and that's why we're here to talk to you guys but not only do you work for this cool company you guys also have dogs which makes it even cooler because that way you guys have some actual experience the company you guys work for is garmin which pretty much everybody uses there's a few competitors but you guys are the big guy so why don't you tell
1: me
2: a little about yourselves Rayhan, why don't you start all right i'm up first so my name is rayhan nana um been a Garmin for about four years i've always kind of been in the outdoor industry um kind of dogs has been my background i'm in, in kansas city and uh kansas city kind of grew up in a a family with uh bird dogs and bird hunting so that's kind of where i cut my teeth and kansas city sits at a really good nexus of of bird hunting states and so uh currently my my dogs are a setter that's about to retire and uh i got a young labrador coming up and uh so that's what i got but here at garmin i do pr so i work with media i'm really lucky and uh i get to work with our hunting sportsman outdoor products uh i've always just been a garmin fan and uh that's kind of how i i started here i guess uh i bugged them long enough <laughs> i stopped by to say uh, the, the national office long enough that they finally gave me a gig so all right charlie
3: all right well my name's charlie um been working here at garmin coming on three years now um actually worked for one of our one of our uh dealers there before this pretty much doing the same job Um, I work on the product support side Mm. in the dog department. So there's a good, you know, there's quite a few of us, but there's a good chance if you call in with questions or issues, I'll, I might be one of the ones to answer the phone. Mm. Um, as far as with starting off with dogs, you know, I don't have anybody in my family that ever hunted with dogs. Uh, we had sled dogs when I was much younger. You know, I tried my hand at a bird dog that didn't go well because she was gun-shy and hated the water. Jeez. So she wasn't going to make a very good dog. Got into my first hound. I was actually looking for, actually looking for another bird dog when I found her and then just started, got into the coon hunting and one dog turned into two and now there's
0: <laughs> snowballed on you.
3: Now there's four hounds and now a new beagle puppy to rabbit hunt with. So it kind of escalated quickly.
2: You finally, I didn't know, A, I didn't know you were into sled dogs before and B, uh-huh. You went into beagles i didn't know that about you either <laughs> yeah i just also- got
3: a just got a beagle puppy she's eight months old i think yeah
2: nice. but nice. you just got her like a month ago didn't you
3: yeah i've only had her yeah right about a month maybe a little bit longer yeah
2: you gonna trial or are you just gonna hunt with that beagle no nah, i will just hunt with her yeah. it's funny it's like every time i go to like a beagle event like you know and even when i go to hound events like i you know it's like beagles especially like it's always one of those where i look at i'm like hmm i could see myself having about six of these things you know on, do it I like, yeah <laughs> i know i've uh, i've thought about that it's uh let me let me get a handle on the retriever stuff first then i'll probably <laughs> move over to the other side there you go yeah
0: so why don't we talk about like Garmin history and how how Garmin got into like the dog market? Because you know Garmin was at first. I remember the first time I ever heard of Garmin. You know, we're we're putting a Garmin tracking or a Garmin GPS in the car to to get to go to vacation, and then all of a sudden, you know, here comes the Astro, and you know, yeah. right time I got into hunting, and so it was like I luckily never had to deal with the the old beep beeps, but
2: yeah so i'll give you a kind of the history on on two sides of it um starting with garmin garmin started actually here in in kansas city um it's two gentlemen gary burrell and men cow and it's one of those things where most people don't know that's actually the two founders names put together gary and men so garmin Mm -hmm. and it was really kind of interesting they they were working for a company, and at that time, you know, GPS was a really a fledgling technology, and they're like, "Man, this is pretty cool, and this would be really great for the civilian market," you know, because a lot of times it was just uh, military at that time. And so they started that. And if you look at like across all of Garmin's segments, um, there's five different segments. You know, it runs everything like so many times people look at individual like a lot of times like we look at dog products right but we make everything from planes to boats you know uh watches everything um there's always a gps component to it um or in many regards and so that just continued to grow and i want to say it was the first one was the astro 220. um so it's a lot of times what government will do is go in and to an area that may not have a the tech that that we have and kind of implement it there and so i think it was the 220 was the first astro dog tracking unit and i think that was back in 06 or 07 um, okay. and then we're really so that was kind of the entry into the dog world um, but then i think it was 2011 was when we acquired tritronics right and mm-hmm. tritronics you Everybody that's kind of that household name where they started back in, I think 68, uh, they were the one of the first one, if not the first one to create training collars and so over that, you know, essentially 40, 50 year history. They really, um, you know, that that's what they did. They make the best stuff and we acquired them in 2011, um, they came under the Garmin brand is where you start seeing the incorporation. I think the alpha 100 was the first unit. Um, I worked on together with that one and you're seeing the incorporation of both tracking and training, mm-hmm. uh, starting there. So combining the, those two forces and, you know, you look across, uh, I mean, after the alpha 100, I think there is the Astro 430, um, there was the Pro 50 plus there was the Astro 900, you've got 200, I, you know, uh, and this is all in conjunction with specific training collars only, mm-hmm. but this is from a tracking train perspective. Yep. Um, like I said, 200, I alpha 10, uh, all the different colors. And so you can kind of see that once those two forces were kind of combined, you're really putting out all of those different products that, um, I think I've always said, I wrote an article way back when the alpha first came out. I was like, this is just going to kind of change the way that we, we relate, train and hunt with our dogs. And really oh, absolutely. Good. Yeah. Um, and that's always the thing I've always, how I ended up here. I was just trusted, uh, Garmin, you know? It's uh that's that. So that's kind of a little bit about the history of it. And hopefully that wasn't too long-winded for you.
0: No, I mean I think it's very interesting, like heck, even the, the name and stuff. <laughs> I would have never <laughs> known. Yeah. yeah. And and there definitely has been an evolution to the products. Like I said, I got in I guess I didn't realize when you guys had started the dog tracking stuff, but so I would have gotten into the dog tracking stuff only a couple years after and got my first tracking
2: system and probably Oh, 09. do you start? With? So it was a 220. Yeah. And then, but I had DC 30 collars. Yeah. So the first good collar. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, like, right, oh, 09 to now, that's really not that long of a period of time, right? Uh-huh. And to see how many different units have kind of come out within. Within that space, and like Charlie and I were talking like earlier, like well, you know, it's like, what do you like most about this one or that one? And it's like, for me, like one of the things I actually just like all the different units. And the thing that for me it's interesting is like, how, you know, how, you know, so you start with the Alpha 100, and then you compare the Alpha 100 to the 200 and 200i. Um, but then it's like you got Pro 550 Plus, you got the Alpha 10, which may not be as big kind of in the Hound world, or at least the Pro 550 plus, um, but those are just such cool units and they're so specialized in kind of who they're really catering to, I think, um, from that side. So to see that kind of exponential growth of technology and units, I think is really cool to see. Oh, definitely.
0: Now you've kind of mentioned some of the newer products that you guys have launched, like the 200, and I, I'm still with the 100 system, so I don't know much about the new stuff, so why don't you kind of give me an education on some of these newer products? Like, there's a 200, there's a 200I. Uh, you just launched the new collars that are the T- T15X, the T5X. You know, you got a lot of stuff here. Rolling, you get the Alpha 10 rolled out within the last year. So,
2: yeah, last year's yeah. been
0: a big year for for new products.
2: Man, I'll tell you what, for launching products, it's been busy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, not a day's rest. Um, but yeah, and Charlie, feel free to hop in here. We can just kind of. Uh, kind of back in, into it, I guess, is that, you know, we'll, we'll start with the, with the different progression, like, and we'll say from the track and train side of things. So there was the Alpha 100 and I'm pretty sure it was the next one was going to be the Pro 550 And we'll touch on this one just for a little bit. Um, you know, so it's the old tube style of, you know, so it's like, if you, if you look at the old Tritronic tubes, tube style, one hand, no look training, yep. what they did there was they said, and this is one of the things I think what's really interesting about Garmin is that customer feedback is so important in, in terms of when we put out a new product. So many times it's from years of, you know, development testing, listening to customers of what they want. And with that unit, what was special is taking, all right, well, we know that the old style tube controller is really what's love for training. Um, and some people don't like all of the horsepower that the alpha GPS has. And so they're going to, you know, make a really small one inch by one inch screen that gives a delta um showing where the dog is it's three dog system um and pretty much it's really it's robust training simplified tracking um with that one more more like to the bird
0: dog side where most dogs relatively within sight or
2: more yeah Um, well i mean it gives you that i always say with gps it's an insurance policy right like you can have a county bird dog that can roll pretty big on the prairie and you're still always knowing where that dog is pretty much to the foot um, with that one, uh, kind of from that side with it. And so you see that, and the reason I bring up that 550 plus is because in the 200 I, there's the pro view, which is kind of that Delta that just kind of gives the directional arrow um, distance, really a simplified view of it, of where the dog is in relation to, to you. And that was something that we said, wow, people really like that within the Pro Five Fifty plus, let's roll that over into the 200 I. And so that was one of the features that kind of came to the 200i from Pro 550 Plus, and that's okay. just kind of showing that progression side of it. Uh, One of
3: the nice things, too, with the Pro 550 Plus is, I mean, if you're only hunting with three dogs, yeah. you know, it's, it's much less expensive than an Alpha. And you also, if you need the maps, you have a smartphone, you can pair it to the Explore app and get mapping and see your dogs on a map. So you still have that option if you want to.
0: Well, and that, that's kind of a new feature, isn't it? The pairing with yeah. phone,
3: yeah, yeah. There was a software update released back It's been a little while now, um, but I mean, I, I've used it and it works really well. You know, it's nice to be able to have that simplicity, but still be able to get a map if you need it.
2: Gotcha. Right. And that touches on not to get off course from the the other things, but something that's I always say is interesting is the is the ecosystem is what it's called within Garmin, and so it's not necessarily just relating to one product. So right, like you know you guys pairing into the to the drive tracks and stuff like that yep pairing into watches being able to connect connect to the phone for mapping and stuff like that that's something that i always tell people it's like see what is within your product's ecosystem because mm-hmm. it's really given that ability to to make the hunt more efficient effective and just kind of keep you in the field uh, I
0: and i mean i i agree and like and i even do that like i have i'm an iphone guy I've got a Mac computer. Same reason. It all connects, it all plays nice together, and it makes life a lot easier if everything talks together. So, if you're going to stick to one system or another, whatever it is, it's a lot easier if everything you have talks, it plays together, like you said. So, by going with a big ecosystem that has all kinds of different, you know, like you said, the watch, the drive track, the different handhelds, you've got multiple options. Of hooking different things together, and
2: different, yeah.
0: Of using different products, different ways of using it to fit your own needs.
2: Yeah, hundred um, percent. But getting back to the units, kind of the new ones that we've launched. Uh, so if we look at the two hundred I, you know, I think what was it? I think the Alpha one hundred launched in two thousand twelve, right? And then the two hundred I launched. Charlie, correct me if I'm wrong here. It was twenty twenty. So when you look at it. That's a long period of time for a second gen. Yeah. Uh, product to come out, but part of that is it's you know, the Alpha 100 when it when it showed up, it, it just kind of like you know, I'll speak for myself, it just kind of blew my hair back, I'm like, wow, like, yeah. how are you gonna top that? Um, and so it goes back to that idea of really listening, developing, figuring out what people like, what people don't like, uh, before putting out that second gen product. And when that 200i came out, I, you know, I thought it just nailed it, you know. Nailed it on the head there. Um, you know, it's got a larger, the screen, one of the things you're going to notice right off the bat is it's a, it's a larger screen. This one's turned off. I don't know if you guys are doing video or not. Um, 3.5 inch sunlight readable display. Uh, it's kind of had a complete design overhaul to it. Instead of the traditional three button training up top, you still have that. Um, but you've got quick keys on the side, so you can really fully customize that unit, um, to really what you like within your hunting style. Like one of the things they say is it's like you and I can be hunting the exact same thing with the same breed of dog, but we can hunt entirely different. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I think is really cool about the 200 I is that it's incredibly customizable for, for how you want to hunt, um, with it. And once you lock that screen out, you can, you know, use the quick keys, uh, still have that be completely functional. And then one of the other things you're going to notice on it is okay. it's got a big orange button down the side. Um, and that's what the 200i stands for is in reach. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of the places we hunt, we don't have cell service. In reach is no. a Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully.
0: <laughs> I hunt in it, West Virginia. A cell phone is a paperweight.
2: Yeah. Well, one of the cool things with that is the incorporate. I've always been, I mean, a huge fan of in reach, And for people who are not familiar, InReach is a two-way SMS, SOS communication device. So you can text with it and you can hit an SOS if God forbid something happened. And what it is really unique about it is it operates on something called the Iridium Satellite Service, which it's not a cell coverage. So when you don't have cell service anymore, the InReach is still gonna have that. And so when, you're, when you've got that, you can still, Hey, keep in contact with people loved ones back home friends communicate um and if like i said if god forbid something happened and you fall on your legs like i know my my dogs love me but they ain't they ain't packing me out uh so you just let your wife I'm know sure. that
0: you're late for dinner
2: <laughs> yeah hey broke my legs start dinner without me type of thing um but if you trigger that it goes uh up to something called uh, the Garmin International Emergency Response Coordination Center in Texas. They coordinate with local authorities and get you out. And that's really important because the thing that I've learned is nobody ever wakes up in the morning thinking they're going to have an emergency in the afternoon. Uh, oh, yeah. Definitely. You know. So that's that. And just the peace of mind it brings to be able to, I mean, after a long, cold you know, day, just to be able to text people and say, hey, everything's all right.
0: So just for like a, a quick little side note here, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever, ever seen the movie 127 Hours?
2: Yes. Okay,
0: guys, rock climber. So this is not quite hunting, but outdoors, out in the middle of nowhere, by himself, a big giant rock pins him. He ends up having to cut his arm off, and it's called 127 Hours because he stays there for that long until he cuts his arm off and can, can get out and get rescued. Just think, if the guy had a, an injury he took to him, all he would have to do is hit the button.
1: And it yeah, that,
2: that's a true story too I oh mean, yeah
1: that's yeah a true I story.
2: yeah and that's the thing like it's you know like i said nobody ever wakes up in the morning thinking they're gonna have an emergency in the afternoon i'm sure you guys remember this but like back when i was like back when i was younger and like this stuff wasn't around and cell service was so spotty like I used to go out hunting for a weekend. leave on a Friday. I'd leave a a note on the kitchen table, say, hey, I'm going here. I should be back by Sunday at 7 p.m. If you don't hear from me by 9, call my brother and the police. Right. And that you don't have to do that anymore. Um, InReach really kind of takes that out. Um, And, you know, with InReach, just the other thing, it operates kind of like a cell plan. Um, But what's unique about Garmin is you can turn it on and off. it's a month-to-month thing, so nice. yeah. If you're only using it three months out of the year, great, only pay for three months. Um, but once you start using InReach, like it's tough to that st- you like. Once people start using InReach, it's it's We're tough to. to it. Yeah, you get used to it. Charlie, what you, I mean, what do you like about 200I? Can you hear us, Charlie.
3: Sorry, there we go. <laughs> um, you know, I was really excited when we started learning about them for the um, group feature to be able to group dogs together. So, you know, Ben, like, I'm sure you hunt with a bunch of different guys. You know, I hunt with five or six different guys. I track their dogs at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, if I wasn't hunting with one or hunting with a different one, one night, you know, I'd have to go through on the 100 and deactivate each individual dog. You know, each and now I can set it up with like, Ben, if you and I hunt, I can set that up to Ben's dogs all those dogs in one list, I can just go deactivate that entire list Mm -hmm. in one shot instead of going through, you know, all five, all six, all 10 dogs, whatever it is that you have. You know, it makes a huge, huge time saver. And, you know, the other one, those buttons, those manual buttons on the side, you can scroll through your different training modes, you know, your different dogs that you have for the three buttons on top without having to touch the screen. Okay. So you can have the screen locked and you can scroll through those. You can set those buttons to do really whatever you want. Like I've got one on here. You know, I can push the left button. It takes me to the map. Middle button takes me to the dog compass. Right button marks a waypoint. I mean, they're very, very customizable, which is really, really nice. I mean, you can almost use this thing without touching the screen if you set it up right. Yeah. I mean, pretty close to it.
0: I think one of the biggest complaints I've heard by people about the 200 is is just the lack of like people that are not tech savvy and not setting it up and they just get lost. It's almost just too much. And they've gotten used to that 100 that can only do so much. And then you hand them this thing that can do so much more and they just get lost
2: yeah so uh, i mean i'll touch on that first and foremost charlie you can give out your personal cell number and people can call <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah we're not going to do that yeah, no but um <laughs> what i will say it's like that's you know with the 100 actually that that was actually kind of part of the design philosophy with the 200 is to be able to like to make it customizable but to try to make the interface um as easy as possible but it's still got a lot of horsepower and it i mean it's easy you can get lost with it no no doubt and what i was going to say is is
0: you start talking to these old bear hunters that can barely use their cell phone but they can they you know they've gotten used to this 100 and then you hand them the 200 and they're just like wait a minute you can you, i gotta set it up and
2: well it's that's true and it's one of those things that uh the customer support team and charlie's team and all those guys they do a really good job of putting up articles, just walking through and videos and stuff like that. So I would say for, for, if you're just getting into the 200, I um, it really would pay dividends just to go check out some of those, you know, what are the frequently asked questions? How do you get started? What are the things? Um, Cause those, those all actually live right on the product page. If you go over to the far right-hand side, you can go kind of the support system for each uh, product. And it it pretty much outlines so many different things, but, yeah. Um yeah, that's what I say there. Start there and then like I said, if that doesn't work, give give Charlie a call, right? There
0: you go. Yeah. So now you guys just recently launched these new collars. What's the what's the difference? What's the big deal with these new ones? Yes. Like, Charlie's hat. You know, he's proudly wearing a T five X hat.
2: <laughs> Man, and again, I want one of those, Charlie. Like <laughs> once we, we're gonna have a conversation as soon as we get off, off this one. Um figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Charlie, do you want to start in on that one or you want me to, or how do you want how do you Yeah, want to do that? I can, I can, we can work on that.
3: Um, so, I mean, really, I would say the biggest improvement with the, the X series callers, we'll just call them, um, is the battery life. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I, from my right, it's rated up to 80 hours.
1: You know, obviously okay. that
3: depends on a lot of settings and, you know, how fast your update rate is, things like that. Um, but I can say from personal experience, it is much, much better yeah. um, battery life.
2: So just, sure. to, just to hop in, not to interrupt, just to kind of, it is up to eighty hours. I think previous one were twenty to forty uh, on the 15s And right. what kind of Charlie mentioned this is something that I was like letting people know. This across the board with GPS. GPS when it, when you come down to it is a very power consumptive technology, right? um so how you're saying update rates and stuff like that and this is on all gps products across the whole industry is the more gps you're using the faster you're going to drain those batteries um so just that's something to keep in mind on that side okay oh, yeah, definitely charlie i interrupted you though
0: Oh, no, you're fine
3: um you know for those out there that are using the you know full-size
1: tt-15s
3: and you have a mac computer then like you and i do you can't update those on a mac the new 15 xs you can. Okay, and they update with Garmin Express rather than web updater. So now if you have, like, I've got a mini collar and a full size collar, I have to have, you know, well, had to have before had to have two different computers with two different software to update both of those.
1: Okay, you
3: know, so now, you know, you just do it all on one, which is really, really nice. You know, the 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 sleep mode that they have on the new 15 Xs.
0: What is the purpose of that?
3: The purpose of that is it's to save battery life um, you know what it does is it basically shuts down any transmission that the caller's doing, so it's it's really i mean really all it's running is that flashing light is all it really the power's using but so
2: it's important what, to note though where it's like you're remotely shutting that down right, right. Like you're yep. remotely shutting it from the handheld correct right? correct so. so that- battery life, but then Charlie touched on this too, if you you know, in kind of lost dog situations, or if your collar is super, I mean, being able to put that thing into sleep mode, navigate to last track point, get there, wake it back up, get another track point. You have the ability to, to kind of prolong that battery life even further in order for, in a lost dog situation.
0: Okay. So that's the main thing. The main, Use, I guess, would be if you're out on the mountain, you lose your dog instead of that thing, tracking all night long while you're not even out there looking for your dog, you can put it in sleep mode, right? Yeah. The next day, when you're coming back out to look for your dog, then you pick it, you can try to pick it back up.
2: Yeah. You just go to the last turn, wake it back up, go get another track point and then, you know, start moving to that location. Hopefully you can close that gap. And I mean, that's, you know, worst case scenario. I mean, it's something as simple as throwing the dogs in the box. You know what I mean? You can probably turn it off. It's just that prolonging a battery life because, like I said, it's an insurance policy GPS, but it's like, once your units go down, I mean, that's all there is to it. So across the board, one of the things like this with all Garmin products is what we're trying to do is really prolong that battery life in everything that we do from watches to dog collars. Um,
0: you just brought up an interesting point about turning it off when you or putting it in sleep mode when you put it put the dogs in the the dog box um i know when i put my dogs in my dog box i lose connection and then a lot of times it has a hard time reconnecting so i'm guessing like that would also help with that because then when you pull the dogs back out wake it back up i don't know does that make sense like or am I just having random issues that I shouldn't be having?
2: <laughs> no. So in Charlie from, you know, customer support, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like, when you, when you lose connection, I mean to a dog, it's because there's an interference with that top GPS receiver. Right. right. And that's something that can happen. It's like if your dog kind of gets down under some you know, under log, really thick, or something like that. Like it's that, it's that. It's something has broken that communication between the, the top black part, of which is the GPS receiver in this guy. And so, one of the things is, and that happens, I got a call last Sunday. Somebody's like, "Something, I, can't figure out where my dog is." And it's one of those things is, "Hey, navigate to the last track point." And both the handheld and the collar are both they're they're still trying to talk to one another again, right? It's not like they're they're not talking to one another but it can just to reestablish that communication can take just a minute. Right. So, like I said, I I really didn't know what the the point of that whole sleep
0: mode was. I'd heard about it and I'm like, what what do you do with that? Are you a believer yet?
2: (laughs) Was the explanation good enough?
0: You're making my wife not like you. I mean, I can tell you that much.
2: (laughs) Just staying out longer, man.
0: Wanting to spend a bunch of money here. (laughs) I've been wanting to spend a bunch of money. So trying to sell her on the whole inReach thing. the 200 I came out, I was like, look, you should let me buy this because this is, and she's like, yours works 90% of the time, right? Like when you're here coon hunting around the house, I said, like, "Yeah." And she goes, So that's only for
2: when you bear hunt, like a week out of the year. And I'm like, yeah, she's like, yeah, that's a lot of money to spend for a week out of the year. So here's what I'm going to tell you, though, that something a lot of people don't really think about within reach as well, where it's like everything can be fine when you're out hunting if you don't have cell service. But what happens if something goes wrong at home and somebody needs to get a hold of you? How do they do that? And not to not to be morbid here, that happened to my uncle. My my aunt. This was years ago. She passed away. He was on a two-week backpacking uh, trip, right? And there's no way to get a, get a hold of him. So the other part of inReach is it's a two-way SMS. So people can reach out to you as well. And even so far where it's like you can set up tracking on that, where uh you know your wife can just log on to the computer and and see your like if you're moving and you're supposed to be moving great if you're not moving and you're supposed to be moving reach out to say hey is everything all right
0: wow i didn't know you could do that that's pretty cool yeah you guys are paving the way that's for sure a lot of different things and a lot of different applications that i know a lot of people don't think about so we, we we look at it as a very simplistic tool that it tracks our dog that's that's what we're that's the main reason we buy it that's what we do with it and we
2: don't realize all the other stuff it can do, but you're opening my eyes. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and you touched on something and not just to hop in here, but it kind of goes again with that. Some people, you know, some people want all everything with the 200 eye, right? Some people don't, you know, and you know, there's the 550 plus, you know, that's, that's great. Like bird dog, like you touched on, it's a good training tool as well um the alpha 10 that we just launched i mean that thing have you seen it it's tiny i mean it's using that same concept of the ProView delta and it's essentially i think i got one right here it's a handheld thing about that big right not even and a, it can still yeah modern cell phone <laughs> no not even half i mean it's palm sized but i was using this um this past season as well and it's like it's you know, just for a different use case where it's like if I'm going to places I'm more familiar, I don't need robust mapping. I just kind of want something that I can, you know, do a quick glance. Uh oh, Check here. out the dog. I can do training on this as well. Pair it in to the. You can pair it in like the other units to a, a 200I or Alpha. You know, and have it as an auxiliary unit. So it's like if you and I are out hunting, give you this. You track my dog. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's a great auxiliary unit. But again, going back to the thing of like, well. You don't, if you don't want that much horsepower, there's options for you as well, which, hey, simplified tracking right there. Um, still do up to 20 dogs, and you can pair it into your cell phone. It works really, really well when you're pairing it into your cell phone as well.
3: Yeah. For me, I use that Alpha 10 paired to my tread device in the truck. Yeah. So it's yeah. tracking my Alpha 200 as well as the dogs. So I can just leave that in the truck, you know, connected to an external antenna.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And, see the dogs on the screen in the truck and still have my 200 eye in my hand if I need to get out And you know I'm not unplugging stuff worry about repairing things and it's just it's just right there
2: yeah it is a different interface though so it's like it if you see it's the first time that there's a toggle switch we've got on it um and that's how you move back and forth uh through the menus and you know that was something because I'm so used to the you know our other systems that took a little getting used to on it. Um, but once you get used to it, it becomes pretty intuitive on that side.
0: Well, and just from a cost saving standpoint, I know a lot of guys years ago, I mean, probably even still now, running two, um, you know, alpha 100s and one, one for a handheld and then one, one in a truck yeah. hooked to a drive track. So you, you had that second unit. And heck, that could save you a lot of money. Then, Yeah. You know, an alpha 10 and <laughs> an alpha 200.
2: Well, I think that handheld, is, that Alpha 10 handheld is 349 you know, so there you go. Basically half the cost of a, a
0: 200 right? Yeah. Charlie, can you hear us and everything? Yep, I got you. Well, you got a pretty cool job, like you said, your, your product support. And so whenever us hound doggers and bird dog guys have issues with our, our dog tracking issues, we end up calling you or, or somebody mm-hmm. like you, so why don't you kind of go over some of the common questions or problems people have with their units that you you see on a, on a kind of a more regular basis. Right. All right. So, I mean, it's kind of a toss up between, you
3: know, communication issues. So like lost GPS or lost connection with, you know, between the handheld and the collar and battery life issues, you know, with the battery life stuck every situation is different. You know, we do our best to try to, you know, troubleshoot those issues, you know, biggest things you can do to help, you know, keep your callers and stuff charging properly, clean those contact points where the charging clip Mm -hmm. um, plugs in, make sure those are nice and clean, you know, change change clips if you can. Um, If you have extra clips laying around, you know, try changing clips. Sometimes, uh, you know, a lot of us use what we call those split adapters or the Y cables
1: um,
2: to
3: where you can charge two off of one, you know, one power port. Sometimes taking that out of the equation can help. Okay. You know, those are really the biggest things, you know, for that. You know, as far as communication issues, you know, keep up with your software updates on the callers and the handhelds. Mm-hmm. Um, if you call in, that's going to be one of the first things with most issues that we're going to ask is, you know, have you updated the software? Mm-hmm. You know, check your antennas. So the long whip antenna on the collar and then that removable you know longer antenna on the handheld if those get damaged that can cause you know communication issues between the two of
0: them now you said about updating software on your units can Mm -hmm. you like go through how to do that because i know i did not realize the importance of that until a couple years ago and Mm -hmm. a friend of mine used to work for one of the larger dog supply companies and uh, he's like yeah, you should really be updating that. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I had had my Alpha 100 for probably like four years. I had never updated it right. for my callers. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, like I said, updates are
3: super important. You know, when we get calls and we start seeing, you know, people say, "Oh, this particular issue, this particular issue," a lot of times we can do a software update to address that issue, mm-hmm. or it's something simple like, you know, customers calling in, you know, I wish this menu could be slightly different, make it a little easier to use you know, we take that feedback and sometimes we'll, you know, we'll put that into a software update to fix that. Cool. So as far as updating the systems, most everything except the TT15 and the full-size T5 colors can be updated using Garmin Express. Okay. Um, so you just download that to your computer, you know, whether it's the handheld or the collar, you know, the handhelds, you just plug it in with a USB cable into the, into the computer, run that program. It'll look for any updates and it'll apply them. The collars, you actually use that charging clip. Okay. So you know where you can pull it apart from where it plugs into the wall? Yep. Um, It's got that little mini USB port. Mm -hmm. So you just plug in a USB cable to that. The trick with the collars is you cannot use the split cable. Uh If you have that split or that Y cable in there, because that's only a power cable, that's not going to allow any data transfer. So you have to pull that out. And then just the same way, you know, if it's a TT15 mini or any of the new X-series callers, you can use Garmin Express. Uh, If it's a full-size TT15 or a full-size T5, you'd have to use Garmin Web Updater. So it's a little bit different program, but they'll do the same thing. You know, you run that program, it's going to search for any updates that you might need, and it's going to apply them.
0: Gotcha. Now, and I know Rahan had already said, all this is on the Garmin website. Right. Detailed instructions, like we're not absolutely super detailed here. Most people listening to this are riding down the road, or you know, they're not sitting at a computer (laughs) looking Mm -hmm. at their collars. So, but just kind of giving an overview of things. Yeah, and kind of to
3: to, to plug our support center. Really, I mean, if you go into our support center, you know, it'll have a spot. It'll ask you what device you have. So you could type in TT15. It's going to take you to that support page, and then even from there, you can type in software update, and it's going to give you step-by-step instructions on really how to do most anything you really need to know how to do okay
2: yeah that stuff's really good and before we get too far off of it two things i just wanted to mention on the software and on the updates one that stuff is always free right Mm -hmm. so that that is always going to be free from you know us working through things that customers want and need or or a lot of times we'll roll in new features for that. So it's that constant evolution of it. And then the other way that it, the way I like thinking about it when we're talking about the importance of a software update or keeping your units up to date, um when you think about it it's kind of like a three-point system when it comes to like GPS and stuff like that. It's not just handheld talking to collar, it's talking space, you know what I mean? I like GPS and so it's like if there are changes um, kind of in that third-party human satellites or anything like that, keeping that stuff updated is just keeping all the things talking the same language, if that makes any sense.
0: Right. Can you explain that a little bit? Cause I don't think everybody always has the best grasp on how this stuff actually works. I mean, like I said, I'm not saying you need, we need to go into like super detailed cause I, but just a basic understanding of how this stuff works. Like you're saying how it triangulates, and it's not just the two
2: units talking, like the unit and the collar. yeah, so Charlie, do you want to give Charlie and I were talking earlier, like and you give a really great explanation, like between the different um antennas on the collars themselves. Charlie, you want to give that rundown? I think that that kind of explains things pretty yeah. well. Though.
3: yeah, so I mean the collars they they had they have they actually have two different antennas on them, so you have that long whip antenna that's going to be the um, vHF. Or you know, radio signal antenna. And then you have that little black box that's kind of offset from like where the shock prongs and stuff yeah. sit. That's the actual GPS antenna for the collar. Oh. <clears throat> so what happens is the collar gets the its location, its GPS signal through that little square black box. Mm-hmm. That's all that's what that's all that black box's function is. That long VHF antenna is what sends that GPS location information to the handheld. Okay. And that, that antenna also is what receives your training functions from the handheld. So when you press the tone button or the vibrate button or the stimulation button, that's what receives that
2: information. Gotcha. That's also important to note that, if that antenna and that antenna is an aircraft cable, but it's like, you know, the dog starts non chewing on it or it breaks, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just randomly cut that thing or have it snap and expect it to function the same way, if that makes okay. any sense. That's
3: a lot of where you're like, your like rear range issues can come in. You know, you'll have a collar that gets uh, one of those long whip antennas gets broken or something. That's going to drastically reduce, you know, kind of think of it like, you know, old CB radio days in your truck.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, you get
3: the taller the antenna, you know, on those, I mean, the bet, the more range you got out of them, mm-hmm. you know, those antennas are that length for a reason.
0: Okay. I'm learning stuff here. Now we talked a little bit before, and, uh, you were also saying about besides the updates, cleaning out old tracks and checking those antennas, like is kind of something mm-hmm. that you need to be doing. So, so what's the reason for cleaning out the old tracks? And- so
3: basically, you know, think of your handheld your alpha 100 your 200 as basically it's a little computer in your hand Mm -hmm. um you know any of us have used computers for any length of time if you start getting a bunch of information and a bunch of files it starts getting towards the end of its memory capacity things slow down Mm -hmm. they tend to slow down they freeze you know they start doing all kinds of weird things so keeping those old tracks cleaned out just really helps you you know keep that thing running smoothly you know Helps prevent it from freezing up completely on you. You know, I've had it happen to me. You know, before I started really learning the systems, you know, have too much in there and it just it gets bogged down. Mm-hmm. So it just helps keep you know the screens moving, you know, clearly. Uh, just keeps everything working, you know, smoother.
0: Nice. And then you said uh, checking antennas. What are we looking for when we check in these antennas? Obviously, so, dogs chewing on the one end of it. <laughs> That's pretty easy, right?
3: A, but, yeah. So I mean, Rahan, yeah. he kind of you know touched on that with. I think that's probably one of the biggest, is probably dogs chewing on it. I've had it happen. Yeah,
1: I've seen um, of it happen.
3: Yeah. You know, well, and, and all,
0: more than one dog in a box. And all, right. And all of a sudden they come out and here you got half, half an antenna. I, mean,
3: I had a dog get hung up by that long whip antenna in the dog box one day and couldn't come out and it pulled the little end of it off. You know, weird little things like that. You know, just check to make sure it's in good shape. You know, it's not cracked, it's not chewed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and alternately, really the same with the one on the handheld, gotcha, you man. know, make sure it's down, it's screwed down tight. It's not chewed up, you know, not wires exposed from under the rubber coating, those kinds of things. Um, cause that, like I said, when we talked about how the system kind of works together, that's where your range comes from.
0: Out of curiosity, what's uh Garmin stance on the quick connects. Do you guys hate them?
2: I don't, we don't you,
1: suggest them, <laughs> I don't, you
2: know, well, yeah, we I, don't
3: suggest them.
2: Gotcha. I need a, I don't know, you know, from a customer support, I'll leave it the official answer there, but it's like, if something does happen to that whip antenna, like you, you can just buy those and swap them out. You know, <laughs> that's not a tough thing to do. And it's just keep that, you know, keep it in, in proper working order. I guess is what I'd say on that one. Gotcha. right. Yeah. And I, what are they? I think they're like, 10 bucks or something like that for a new antenna? Mm,
1: something
2: like 10 or 15 bucks, I think. Something yeah, like that. somewhere right around there. So if yeah. it does happen that you break it or dog chew it, you can swap that out pretty easy. Yep.
0: Now, say I'm out hunting and I've had it happen. I had a collar one time, lost signal and never picked up. And I've seen people do some some things in the, in the field, like shutting stuff off to try and get it to reconnect and, you know, goofy stuff like that uh what's what's your stance on that charlie
3: well you know i mean that's a tough one um i get it you know i've been there i've had callers you know just quit working on me um i would say really until you get the dog back if the dog's out running until you get the dog back i mean your best real best course action is just going to be get to the last place you had a connection and try and get that thing picked back up Um, you know, we don't re- suggest doing any kind of resets to the handheld while your dog's out in the field. Um, just because, you know, it is still making that, you know, it's still making that connection. It's still trying to regain that, that connection. So if you go to the info page for your particular dog that you've lost and you, you see GPS is completely grayed out, you know, you've got no GPS signal on the collar, but you still have communication and it'll tell you how much battery life. Mm-hmm. It's still connected to that collar. There's just a, a break there with the GPS somewhere. Gotcha. There is a slight chance, you know, if you reset that handheld while a dog's out in the field, is when you reset a handheld, it clears the collar out of the handheld.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, even if you have the track and training codes, there's a slight chance that it might not add back if there's a bigger issue.
1: Gotcha. And then you're really stuck. Yeah.
3: Um, you know, one thing you could try doing is if you're hunting with a buddy, you know, and you got those track codes paired to theirs. Yeah. You know, and see if they can pick it up. So then, at least you have two going at once.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and then once you get them back, get that dog back. You can look at the collar, and based on how that green light is flashing, it'll tell you whether it's got a GPS connection or not.
1: Yep. So,
3: you know, I think a lot of people probably know. Maybe some don't. But if it's just doing a steady, it's blink, it does one blink and then a pause, and then a blink and a pause. It does not have a GPS connection. Mm-hmm. If it's doing three in a row real quick and then pausing, then it has a GPF connection. And then we'd be looking at different, you know, troubleshooting steps at that point.
0: Yeah. I know we, we talked a little bit about um, putting collars in a box and it messes this stuff up. And um, one thing we haven't really talked about is, and I know I run into it a lot in West Virginia because there's so many hunters in, in such a small areas is you almost always run into interference with other collars. Um uh, mm-hmm. How can how can hunters try to like limit that? And and the worst part is is I know I was talking to the guys over at W and they have like this big master list. If you're gonna hunt with yep. a bunch of people, you can enter all these codes in to not re- interfere, but it's like it's not people you're hunting with. So right. is, is there anything that we can we as hunters can try to do to limit that, help that situation?
3: Um, you know, if it's not people you're hunting with, you know, that that does make things more difficult. If it's not people you're hunting with, honestly, the best thing I would suggest is, you know, if you haven't turned your dogs loose and you're seeing that interference, go into your handheld and change your caller ID okay. number until you don't have interference anymore. Mm-hmm. If you're hunting with a bunch of other people, I mean, it's time consuming, but you can, you know, that list, we have them on our website too. Okay. Then you would want to just sit down with your hunting buddies, adjust everybody's IDs to the appropriate, you know, number. So they're not interfering.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, when, when you start getting in where you're hunt clubs with a hundred dogs, then yeah. it starts coming down to, it's just a limit with the technology. I mean, totally. there's only so many ID numbers, so much we can do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to take care of that.
0: Um, and I was just recently down and uh, talking to some guys that run deer dogs. So they have a lot of dogs and they often run mm-hmm. all together. So it pays for them to sit down and, and, you know, go through that list and make it make sure everyone's collars don't interfere. Like I said, I, I know the hard part is you show up to a field trial. And there's all kinds of people there, or you're out on the mountain and there's just, you know, another group happens to be there. Right. as Well, and it's all public land and you're hunting together, you know, not together, but together.
3: Yeah. And if it's not people you're hunting with or people, you know, you know, it's a little bit harder to be like, you know, go track them down and Hey, let's change all of our IDs and stuff. I mean, the best bet's is just to change yours until you don't have it. You know, ideally, I mean, at a field trial, you'd get everybody together and, adjust IDs, but that's probably not real logical.
2: I mean, it's an issue. I mean, as Charlie kind of mentioned, it's it's there's a limitation within the technology. If you look at it, there's, I think, five MERS channels or five MERS frequencies and then essentially 20 different channels. So there's only so many different pairings that you can really make with those numbers. And so the eventuality of it, yeah, um, cross paths, interference, but kind of as Charlie mentioned, Being able to get that dog and changing that ID will hopefully get that taken care of for you.
0: Yeah. You know, it goes back to that whole 200 thing. One of the reasons I would like to get a 200 eventually is just uh, when I hunt with other people, it's like you can put their collar in and then just deactivate it if I'm, if I'm understanding things. Right.
1: Yep.
3: It's like,
0: I can kind of toggle back and forth where before it was like, no, I've got to just not enter their collar in my, in my system if it's somebody I'm just hunting with for the day or something like, you know, it's not somebody I hunt with regularly.
3: Yeah. And then if you have to deactivate one of their dogs, you know, rather than change it, you can just do one at a time if you want. I mean, that's, that's another really nice thing with that, that group
0: feature. Yeah, definitely understand some of the benefits of it. And it sounds like a pretty promising unit and it should fix a lot of the issue, not issues, but just limitations of the 100. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's pretty slick. Uh, it's kind of like that in-reach, like once you start using it, you never want to stop using it type of thing. And it's, it always, you know, from my perspective, it's always amazing to hear like what the engineers are doing. And like, you know, like Charlie said, when he first started testing, when I first started using it, it's like, man, that is, it is just so cool. And I never thought like so many people, like I never thought I'd give up the 100, right? And then once yeah. you started using the 200, 200i, it's like, yeah, I. I mean not like,
3: touched mine. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's pretty cool. That's awesome.
3: Uh, you know, another thing I suggest is, you know, if you do end up having to call in, you know, kind of as a a request from the product support side, have your devices with you when okay. you call in. If it's not a charging issue, make sure everything's all charged up. You know, and and be near a computer if you can be. Gotcha. Just so we can. You know, you know, it's just, it's hard if you don't have your equipment with you for us to troubleshoot things,
2: you know, then there can
3: be some back and forth and, you know, we want to get you back out and going and back out and hunting, you know, especially me personally, you know, I hunt with dogs, you know, multiple times a week. Usually I want to, I want to be back out. I don't want to be down my equipment,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
3: having all that stuff ready to go, we can, you know, do our best to get you back out quicker.
0: Awesome. Unless you guys have anything else, I think that's pretty much all I had prepared.
2: Uh, I would just say thank you very much for having us on. Um, yeah, you absolutely, guys, uh, thank you. you have, guys. <laughs> well, if anybody has any questions, like you said, check out all the stuff on the website, um, all of that stuff. And Charlie, offhand, do you have the customer support number? Or I set up later. Yeah, yeah. It's one eight hundred ten twenty.
3: twenty. Eight hundred ten twenty
2: okay it's easy to
3: remember yeah (laughs) super easy
2: yeah and uh no the only thing like i said thank you very much for having us on everybody um if you have any other questions please email ben we'll try to get those taken care of (laughs) right so you guys
1: and have a good day all right you You too. too
0: you can find me on facebook and instagram at tree talking media and until next time keep them talking in the timber